0: Hey friends, hey. Before we begin, let me introduce you to Kimberly Cartwright, a wonderful African-American art quilter with a great project. I already got my tickets and accommodations. I will include links in the show notes, but here's Kimberly to tell you more.
1: Hello, my name is Kimberly Pierce Cartwright, and I'm here to tell you about a unique opportunity coming to Durham, North Carolina. Are you an African-American quilter Looking to connect with others who share your passion for this timeless art form. Then mark your calendars for Kindred Spirits, a convergence of African-American quilters happening on June 15th through 17th in Durham, North Carolina. Join dynamic instructors Cookie Washington, Kina Dorsey, Aisha Lamumba, and Kianga Janaki to learn new techniques, perfect your skills, and share your love for quilting with fellow enthusiasts. But that's not all. We're excited to announce that curators Dr. Marshall Price of the Nasher Museum in Durham and Dr. Renee Anderson from the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. will also be in attendance to share insight on making museum connections. Don't miss out on this opportunity to connect with like-minded quilters. Learn from top-notch instructors and deepen your appreciation for this beautiful art form. Register today. Go to rcwms.org. I'll repeat, go to rcwms.org and scroll down to events to register. It's a convergence of African-American quilters in Durham, North Carolina, June 15th through 17th.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stitch Please Podcast. And as I say every week, this is a very special episode because this episode happens to be published during a time when I can really help you get your stitch together. And that is by introducing you to none other than Danielle Pierce, the proprietor of African Stretch Fabrics. That's right, African Stretch Fabrics fabrics welcome welcome danielle thank you so much for being here for the stitch please podcast and you have a pre-order coming up and when i saw that i was like people must know people must know. Uh, And so (laughs) because I I want to know and I don't want to hoard the knowledge. So welcome, Danielle Pierce. Thank you so much for being with us today. Before we jump into how much we are loving your African stretch fabric, can you talk about your sewing story? What is your relationship to sewing, needle arts, etc? How did that get going for you?
2: Okay. Well, hey, Lisa.
0: Thank you for
2: inviting me onto the podcast. So, my sewing story starts, if you want to go back, back about 100 years. Okay, girl. So, my granddad, oh, yes. yeah. Yes, tell
0: a story, please. <laughs> so, yeah. So, in
2: 1924, so 99 years ago, uh, my granddad opened his first tailor shop in Arkansas. And, you know, I'm from Memphis, so when my granddad had his tailor shop, all my uncles worked at the tailor shop with him. Um, He was hiring for a new, he needed a new seamstress, and my mom came in to apply for the job where she met my dad. (laughs) So, yeah. So, my family, I've been around sewing my entire life.
0: That is a beautiful story. Listen, Danielle, people have been telling me, because I have a sewing podcast and people who love to sew, girl, I've been sewing forever. I've been sewing since, you know, me and the Lord was walking together to the Joanns. I've been sewing since them ancient days. Listen, (laughs) the idea that your mama met your daddy at your grandfather's tailor shop (laughs) meant that you were indeed framed and stitched in love before you even arrive Mm -hmm. this is so beautiful oh my goodness so tell me what was (laughs) of course people get met you know get get born into all manner of families you know like some families are Mm -hmm. you know maybe they're really religious they do they're very churchy or you know they really love art and so everyone Mm -hmm. has to learn to draw or learn to visit galleries you know some people are really into sports you know so if you're a sports fan you buy these little you know sport type things for your children. Look at me trying to talk about sports. I sound like someone who really doesn't like sports. (laughs) It's like, you know, that ball with the foot and the soccer and the, you know, numbers on the back, you know, people people that like sports, you know, but you were able to be born into a family where the the needle arts was um, really significant. And I think it's delightful and so powerful that your grandfather had a tailor shop to be a black man owning a shop mm-hmm. like that in Arkansas being able to have his own business and support the commu- support his family support the community that is incredible that's real do you have any archives from that time like any like newspaper ads or any oh, records or anything like that
2: there are um, when my granddad you know moved to Memphis that's where you know everything um kind of where the family was and everything he moved to Main Street in Memphis. And back then that was like a big deal. Okay. Like there were no black people <laughs> with businesses on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have this picture, oh, I wish I had it up, but um, I'll send it to you after please, this.
0: please, do. But
2: it's a picture of a protest in 1968 in front of his tailor shop on Main Street. And it's a black and white picture, and I love it. It's, like, my favorite thing. Um, it was, like, a group of black men, and they're, like, linked arms together. Oh, my gosh. And I, I don't know what it was, but, like, we have that picture, and it says, you know, Pierce on Main, Taylor Shop, in the background.
0: And But you don't know why they were gathered, what the occasion was? No, I need
2: to do some, Please. To do some research and figure out what was happening that day
0: please do that research please or and it might just be asking your mother what she your your parents what they might remember or uncles what they might remember or Mm -hmm. even like digging into the um the google newspaper database that has old newspapers Mm -hmm. they so you can go to something called Mm -hmm. nexus lexus it's a database for legal scholars but it also includes Tons of archived newspapers, major newspapers, small town newspapers. So there's lots of ways you can search newspapers to find information because the fact that you have a photo means that somebody took that. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. that that, and it might be the case that something happened around that time and that your um, grandfather's tailor shop provided that space on Main Street where there were no other Black businesses for Black people to be and to, to, demand. I, I think that's amazing. I cannot wait to hear yeah. what you do. Um, let tell me about it next week. So, um, okay. You see how, you see how I just slid an assignment real quick and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna send you some more resources and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, and so you grew mm-hmm. up with, with this, with this kind of, um, that sewing was always something that was around and that sewing was something that you could mm-hmm. do to sustain your livelihood you know that this could be like a family yeah. business. So tell tell us mm-hmm. about like what that was like. Like did you did you buy, did you sew at an early age? Did you pick up this, the the needle and thread at an early age as well? So I started sewing around
2: 9 um just doing like little stitches just playing around um I got probably when I was 12 I got a little sewing machine and it was one of the ones that like there was no bobbin so it was like this cute little pink machine but you know it's just got a top thread so once you like take your fabric off and you pull the thread, it'll just come right off (laughs) so I was like no I need a real sewing machine um I don't know what this little kitty toy is
0: it was a toy. I
2: don't it was mean, like, no.
0: it's kind of like, why toy. would, you... yeah, it was a toy and it was, it was a toy and it was a prank Yeah, for you to give you a sewing machine with, with no bobbin. Like you, they did not, this was not meant to actually put two pieces of thing together. Like what is this right. machine with just the needle? What?
2: Mm-hmm. It was weird. It, it, I probably picked it cause it was pink and that, that sold me, but, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, it was cute, um, but it don't sew. Yeah. But I will say this. This is one thing that's funny. When I started, um, I had a real sewing machine. Um, So my parents, I guess they thought it was just like common knowledge. I didn't realize that sewing machines had a bobbin winder. So I would just sit there
0: like this. You did not. (laughs) I did for like years, years. Girl, I, I was what? about to say my first week of sewing. Out, my mom or dad came into the kitchen and saw me hand winding the bobbin, and they were like, "Oh no, oh no, years! You were doing that for years, and you years, and no uh-huh. one told you, no one said and it was. That they crazy. never, they you, never caught that really? part. So <laughs> you would wind full bobbins for your your projects by hand, often." Yep. How did they, how did you get the even tension in the bobbin? <laughs> like, did you know that you had to do that? Like, how did you do that?
2: I was just trying to be as consistent as possible. Like, just mm-hmm. keep a rhythm. Yeah. So
0: you knew, even as a kid, that the bobbin had to, you know, you just couldn't just throw it on it like it was a skein of yarn. It really had to be tight and consistent mm-hmm. and not loopy. Like, you knew what a bobbin was meant to do. Even if you didn't know how the yeah. thread got on there. We're like, I, I guess that absolutely makes sense. Like, how else would you know? Like, oh, uh, yeah, that's amazing. I thought that other thing was, Yeah. I thought it was just a spool for thread. Like, oh, just a little yeah. short one, like a little hamburger <laughs> size, just a little tiny baby size. Yeah, just a tiny little <laughs> snack size thread. It's yeah. li- what's, this, what's this little snack size thread spool <laughs> for? You put it down in this little circle in the bottom. That's so weird. Okay. I'm gonna do that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. What were some of the early yeah. projects that you made? Do you remember some of your earliest sewing projects? Oh, so when I first started out, I wasn't, I was like kind of
2: deconstructing things and like mm-hmm. rhinestones mm-hmm. were a big part of stuff.
0: Wow, love it. <laughs> I
2: liked to make, yeah, I liked to mix like denim and Georgette for some reason, like lacy stuff with dem- mm-hmm. denim. Yes. I will put that together a lot. Yeah. Um, with varying results. Um yeah. I I started making um these little purses um mm-hmm. for like the girls at school and it would be like patchwork, denim, and bandana. Wow. So like and, and they can pick their colors. I'll pick whatever bandana you like and then I'll make a little purse. <laughs> so that is so cute. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. <laughs> and so fast forward all these years later and you decide, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm trying to figure out the gap between the deconstructing mm-hmm. of the, because I can definitely see how denim and Georgette would be a really interesting combination because they're so different, right? Like you have something that's so mm-hmm. stru- structured and heavy and meant to be durable and work cloth. And then you have the Georgette, which is like light and airy and meant to be like, you know, sewing mm-hmm. a cloud, but it's a total pain in the ass. No one tells you that. That yep. it is slippy and nobody says this fabric is really going to test your resolve. Um, and so to put them together when I think denim is just denim's kinda like linen. It's really reliable. I mean, like that's a fabric that you can trust mm-hmm. to do what it's what it's supposed to do. Georgette will um right. It's like, it's like chiffon. It's like, it will it will mess with your emotion uh, and make you question who you are as a person. <laughs> and that's why I don't fool with it. I'm like, uh-uh, I am not gonna voluntarily, mm-hmm. t- I'm not gonna work my last good nerve, uh, no ma'am. So I'm gonna leave the Georgette part to you and I'll take on the denim. So, but you didn't either, yeah. neither Georgette <laughs> nor denim, you decided to turn to, Af- to African stretch fabric. What made you, what drew you to the idea of African fabric, African prints, the things that we are typically calling um, Ankara um, because of the designs Mm -hmm. or sometimes wax print um, is another name that is used. What drew you to taking that, which is a very traditional, very old fabric, um, woven, and Mm -hmm. usually printed off in like six yard bundles at 44 to 42 inches wide. What made you say, you know what, that's great, but I would like it to stretch.
2: So um, before I started African stretch fabrics, I had a clothing line, which was a swimwear line. So I did resort wear Mm. and I just like, I love the colors and the prints and the vibrancy. Is that a word? Yes. Yeah, Um, African (laughs) fabrics. So I was like, oh, I really want to design a swimwear collection with African prints. And I looked for years um, and there was some like tribal stuff right in the market, that's what they call it. And it's, it's not the same.
0: Wow. And
2: so I finally, finally I found, this was probably actually, let me tell you this little side story. So I wanted to design um, a dashiki swimsuit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, I'm not using, I'm just not doing it. (laughs) So I found these dresses on eBay or something and they are just like, they were made out of basically swimmer fabric. It was nylon spandex or polyester spandex. And I cut the dresses up to use them to make swimsuits wow and that was probably my most popular collection and yeah that's when i first started getting like knockoffs of my designs so amazon wish um she they were copying my dashiki swimsuits
0: wow like, mass
2: producing six dollars a piece
0: oh my gosh um oh what a sh- oh so Theft, 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 yeah. theft. Mm-hmm. And I know they say yeah. fashion is theft and everyone steals in fashion. I don't believe it. And well, I do believe it. I think every, I think lots of people do steal, but it doesn't mean that it is an OK mm-hmm. thing to do, especially to a small black yeah. business that has decided to figure out this thing with very mm-hmm. limited resources and says, oh, look at these African print um, dresses or dashiki print dresses that I've seen on eBay I will take these because they have the right fabric and I will use this as the mm-hmm. fabric and then the big guys come in I mean Amazon Wish and she. I mean mm-hmm. doesn't Shein do like like a hundred garments a week or something like they're always pushing out like stuff.
2: Uh-huh. oh yeah
0: oh yeah wow so yeah. that must have been well tell me what that was like I mean I, I can't tell me what that was like to see the thing that oh, you was
1: had, that you
0: worked hard for and that you kind of put your ingenuity behind to figure out how to make work and then three big companies come in and they're like okay that's cute steal 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 mhm um i was
2: mad like i was big mad like i was at first i started to um like flag and report the listings um, so Amazon, they did take some down um, because they were using my actual pictures. So I model a lot of my own stuff. So they yes. just grabbed the picture off Etsy, and you can see my face and, and everything in the background and wow. everything. And I'm just wow. like, wow. So, yeah. And it was just, people kept sending me, um, people kept sending me like, Hey, this is your swimsuit on this random website. I'm mm. like, oh, crap, another one. Wow. Um, so I was upset and I flagged them and reported them as much as possible. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna, Bobble. I can't. Like my, right, because it'll be endless. <sighs> and I had to take comfort in the fact that, okay, they're not stealing, they're stealing my design, but they're not necessarily stealing my customer the person yes. who buys my the is not my people. So right. But I'll tell you what we hurt. So, so one of my Facebook friends, she posted some swimsuits that she ordered from <gasps> well, some swimsuits that she bought online oh for her gosh. vacation. No. And I no. saw one of them. Your- and i just messaged her and i was like where did you get that yellow dashiki swimsuit and she's like oh amazon and i didn't even say anything
0: did she know that you I were
1: didn't say
0: anything. did she did she know that you were a designer did she know that you sewed did she know that you had a clothing line did she oh, know any of these yeah. things yeah we did fashion shows together
2: so she knew. Now, maybe she didn't know that that specific design was mine, but wow. she knew I was a, a swimwear designer. And but she I was
1: would,
2: like,
0: it's. Listen, it's not for me. Oh, yeah. That is heartbreaking. It is, so- it, it is heartbreaking. And it is hard to remember that what is for you will not miss you it is hard to, it's true. It is very true. It Mm -hmm. remains true, but sometimes it doesn't feel that way. And this idea that you could have someone who is a friend or a Facebook friend or a colleague, someone y'all have shared stages (laughs) with and done shows with, and somebody who might know how difficult it is to get this kind of product going would just say, huh, let me find the, the cheapest, fastest way I can get it. And I'm going to buy the dupe instead of the real thing mm-hmm. and not support the black woman. I know. Wow. That is, that is frustrating. That is, that sounds really frustrating. That really yeah, sounds frustrating. It, it
2: was for a while. I was just like screaming to the rooftops. They stole my stuff. I'm not even, I haven't even made it yet right i'm still in this you know Mm -hmm. the lower part of the trajectory and like for this to happen i was just like
0: really like
1: (laughs) but and and that's i let it go
0: you let it go you put your head down and you kept doing work and you just kept creating and so when you decided to bring in creating african stretch fabrics to make these available Uh so that somebody else that other folks could also create um you made the creation Mm -hmm. easier for yourself by just you know connecting Mm -hmm. with and becoming a resource becoming a supplier and you also got a chance to help Mm -hmm. other people what was that like to kind of begin that process of of Figuring out how to do this. Like, how do you decide not only to have a business in selling fabric, but selling a fabric that Mm -hmm. does not yet exist? That is impressive. Right. (laughs) How do you do that? Like, so honestly,
2: I had no clue. Right. So, um, luckily there was, uh, another business owner who is in that same space. Mm -hmm. And I had actually, um, he, she was one of the people that I bought fabrics from when I could find some stretch African print, but like the availability is very hard to get to. Um, it wasn't exactly the, um, like the quality that I needed, but even she was sweet enough to kind of tell me like, hey, it might be a little bit harder than you're expecting. Um, X, Y, Z, she gave me like a paragraph and um, it, it kind of helped. So, but it, it just took some time and a lot of Googling and like samples and all these things. And honestly, I'm still learning. Like mm-hmm. every single day I'm learning new things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but I, I was like, oh, you know, we're in all these fabric groups on Facebook and stuff. Yes. And people I kept seeing people ask for it. Yes. And I'm just like, okay, so it's not just me.
0: Mm-mm. Like No, no, it's no. Not no. And I I was yeah. I wanted to ask you about this industry because it feels very new. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned the fabric groups on Facebook. Um, for those of you who are listening who might mm-hmm. not know, and you can go back to some early episodes. I have an early episode with Quinora Irvin, who does Quinora Renee Fabrics, mm-hmm. and she does she does custom fabrics. And so when I interviewed her, she I explained she was explaining to me and I was explaining to the audience about how custom fabric works. And so one way you can mm-hmm. find custom fabrics Tends to, you have to go to who is making it. Um, it's very difficult to find custom. You're yeah. not going to find it. You will never find it at a store. Like, never. You have to be in those groups. You have to, you join the Facebook groups. You agree to their rules. You agree to their terms. And then you open the door, and there's this whole ridiculous Wizard of Oz wonderland of so many different people offering different types of custom fabric Mm -hmm. um and the the names of the groups you know all kinds of different names but the ones I'm always obvious the ones that I tend to be drawn to are the ones that are operated by black women or black people they're mostly women operate all of these groups I think I don't think I know of a fabric group you might you might know of a fabric group that's operated by a man (laughs) no no, seriously this is this is just an observation so it's like something that women have done with women who sew women who craft women who want certain things that aren't available And so the custom fabric industry rose out of necessity, I think. Do you consider that a necessity or is it something else? What do you think? I mean, for you, it was surely a necessity. i heard somebody say,
2: yeah, like I wanted to run a business that I wanted, right? So if I want to design swimsuits that are African print, like, I've got to. Like, it was a necessity for me as a brand. Yes. Um yes. And I've, I've heard people say, like, if you want it, you need it.
1: And yes. I was like, wait, what?
2: Yes. Like, if it's something that you wow. really desire, like, in your heart of hearts and you want
0: it, yes. it's a need. Yes. So. That's I can get behind I'm that, thinking. certainly. Certainly. hmm <laughs> As, as you can tell yeah. from all the stuff I clearly needed behind me in this image, um, everything you see behind me is something I needed. And if you're not on the Patreon, mm-hmm. boy, are you missing out on all the things that are behind me right now. Um, <laughs> but I, I I think it's true. It's a gap. It's not, and it's like you, been, you mentioned it as being something that your brand needed. And that is absolutely true. In addition, even for folks who don't have a brand, it is, there are folks mm-hmm. who want to have representation. They want to be able to wear things that reflect them. And if you like to sew with knits like I do, you can you can't, knits do not work in the same way as wovens. You cannot make a swimsuit out of a cotton, out of a cotton woven fabric. That's just not a thing yeah. you would want to do. And so you either say, I will never have an Ankara print swimsuit, or you do as you did and you find where that fabric is, whether it is on a dress that might already exist and you have to buy some of those to deconstruct or you ask the difficult questions and you get some support along the way and you figure out how to how to create this. Now, when you started your business, I think you launched with a, mm-hmm. kick, with a Kickstarter. Can you talk about the Kickstarter mm-hmm. process and how that worked?
2: Yes. So I started first kind of dabbling and thinking about, um, African stretch fabrics in like 2018. So I did, you know, a couple of prints here and there, but I really relaunched, um, in 2020 and I was familiar with Kickstarter just because I have friends that have done well Mm -hmm. on it. And it's basically a crowd funding platform. So, um, so if you have an idea, you want to create something new, people can make a pledge towards your cause or your project. And then in return, you give them something, a reward. So my project was, hey, I want to bring some African stretch fabrics to the world because X, Y, Z. And i told them my story and the rewards are just the fabric because <laughs> that's what people wanted. That's right. And um, I think my goal was maybe it was it was pretty low it was like two thousand seven hundred or something and i did six thousand something so i i almost tripled it wonderful so it was really good um it did help that i already had a small community because i had started you know dabbling a couple years prior so i had Mm -hmm. a small email list i had Facebook actually, I don't know if I have my Facebook group quite yet at that time, but you know, I did have access to um, a community. So that helped a lot. I think um, if you have an idea in fashion or fabric, anything like that, I think Kickstarter is a good way to go. Um, Especially if you don't have the startup capital, um, you got to know it's something that people want, even if it's just like a small group people, your friends and family. Um, But most of my uh, supporters for my Kickstarter campaign, they, uh, I had a couple of people that I knew, but for the most part, it was strangers, you know,
1: people Um, that that
2: had some, right. (laughs) So, um, and luckily we talked about Facebook groups. There's all these different sewing groups. And I had people that were like, singing the praises like, Hey, go get this. Like, can you believe there's going to be stretched African fabrics? So I had yes. support from other Facebook that weren't mine. So, um, it was pretty good. It is a process because you've yes. got to get approved and you've got to have a good video and you have to explain things in a way that make people trust you and yes. trust that you can get the, you know, project done. Yes. So,
0: yes. Yeah. I love that. I think that is such a it's a great reminder that we don't have to do it alone, especially for your um, for your work, because the garments and things that that are possible through African stretch fabrics, I think, are just incredibly unique. And even now, um, although you've been in business for these three years, you know, you know, full time, you know, kind of focusing on the African stretch. It's still not easy to find a fabric that will do what this lovely dress is doing. And if you are a Patreon supporter, you are looking right now at a beautiful high-necked, sleeveless, more um, like a raglan cut, uh, swing dress that mm-hmm. Diane that that day I'm trying to call you Diane Danielle that Danielle is um, <laughs> I don't know why that Danielle is is modeling with such beauty. Uh, can you talk about this piece and I, you know what's funny I have this one. I have this exact one and Oh I, yeah. Yep, I have that exact one and I made I I just I think I bought um at one of your last sales a scrap bag or it was like a bunch of um strips. Oh yeah. And so I used it mm-hmm. to make boxer briefs for my um for my spouse. Ooh. So yeah, I love this um I, it's a a pattern called the Men's Gable Brief by Made for Mermaids okay. and it's a fit. Fa- I did a sew along with Julian um, on TikTok, Julian Collins from Bernina and Julian Creates. He um, and I did a sew along on TikTok for the Black Sewing Network um, last month. And mm-hmm. that was, this was the fabric that I was using um, for mine. So it was, it was really oh, a, okay. a fun project. Uh, so, but this is lovely. Mm-hmm. Talk about this dress and what is this fabric base? So
2: actually, this is the thing. So that fabric is actually a traditional <gasps> Regular? cotton. Regular? Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Mm-hmm.
0: It looks amazing. Yeah. It's so yeah, drapey it's, and bouncy. I mean, it mm-hmm. It's amazing. So, um,
2: so when I found this dress, like I am in love with this dress. It's and really it has nice. pockets.
0: Of course. Of course.
2: And I was like, oh my God, I need this to be one of my stretch fabrics. Like I need stretch fabric in this. So then, you know, I kind of reached out to try to find the owner, like who designed this and I could not find them anywhere. So fingers crossed, I don't get sued or anything, (laughs) but like, I was like, okay, I can't find the original creator. Like I have no, like, I I don't know. So I recreated it in a stretch fabric. And I one thing that I had didn't have in my collection of African stretch fabrics was a border print. And that's what this is. Oh.
0: So that's genius. On the bottom
2: right side, you can see a little it's a lighter piece that's got like some oh, yellow yes. and white there.
0: Oh, I see it. Yes. So um right
2: there. Oh that's so, yeah, cool. I was like mm-hmm. Yep. I love, so yeah,
0: I, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm listening. Go ahead.
2: I, I don't even know what I was about to
0: say. <laughs> I was just going to say, I love the way that you use, when you use the full width of the fabric. So when you when you print your, um, your fabrics, do you print, what is the width between fifth? what is the width for the fabrics?
2: So they're 60 inches. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep this is another fun one. Because I wanted it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's actually
2: one of my favorite prints. Is it really?
1: Because
0: I just love. Yes. I think I have that one too. Which (laughs) one, what what did you say you liked about it?
2: I just like all the colors. So the hot pink and that like turquoise blue are my two favorite colors in the world. Yes. So I think that's like it so
0: much and they go very well together they go very well together it's really really nice I, I think that's so great and this was another one that I really liked this one uh, with the peplum mm-hmm. um, that's a, another really great top so I love a peplum
2: and I know they go in and out of style but I don't care <laughs> like, no, you, for me I'm always care. going to
0: agreed uh agreed (laughs) there's something about it that i find so like fun and flirty and Mm -hmm. you know all of these like fun fun flirty feminine etc kind of things but it can also Mm -hmm. dress up you can wear it with jeans you can wear it with a straight black skirt and it becomes more formal you can throw a jacket on and then it's like some more more Mm -hmm. levels to the cuteness so i think that's right uh, that's just so fantastic so previously you had offered so now you have a new base um and for those who Mm -hmm. are bases when we're talking about base b-a-s-e we're talking about the, the the fabric on which it is printed and typically wax print fabrics are printed on woven fabrics and what danielle has created are african prints printed on 60 inch wide fabrics that have lots of stretch um, in order to be used for swimwear, leggings, undergarments, um, bras, tank tops, dresses, all the different things, what was the first set of bases you offered? So you've got the Kickstarter, you're getting you know funds are mm-hmm. coming in, you're ready to place your order. what How do you decide what what bases to use for the first um, the first round?
2: So for the first round, pretty much from the beginning to now, the only base I've had is what I call our performance nylon.
1: And I chose
2: that because I felt like it would be the most versatile. So Mm -hmm. you can use it for swimwear and active wear, but you can also make tops out of it and leggings and all types of things. Um, But just over the years, people have been asking for cotton spandex. Um, Just like you said, like after the swimsuit fabrics, cotton spandex is my favorite. Mhm. So I completely understand and it is performance nylon, it has things that you don't necessarily need in mm-hmm. everyday clothing. Yes. So it's it's heavier, it's, you know, moisture wicking, things like that, but yes. cotton spandex is more breathable. Yes. It's, it's natural, right? So right. um a lot of people really prefer that. So yes. that's why I'm like, okay, guys, I'm finally going to do it. <laughs> um, I've run into some um, hurdles, which is why it's taken so long. Yes. But, you know, finally, it, it's here. So Listen, I'm we excited. Are,
0: it is worth the wait. We have not had it forever. So any time mm-hmm. it takes you, it's sooner than we would have had it. I think that that's something I would True. invite you to. No, seriously, it's something I would invite you to remind yourself of. You are not on anybody else's timeline. You are on Danielle Pierce's timeline. And so when you say, oh no, I feel like I'm behind and people have been, you know, things, this is why it's taken so long, where's the hurry? Because whenever it comes, it will be happily received and enjoyed. And I'm pretty sure you seem like the type of person who would rather have it right than have it fast. Yes. <laughs> which, I, which as a customer, I appreciate. I appreciate. I do, I, I'm, I do not mind waiting. And that's the thing that, you know, for those of us who do buy custom knit fabrics, it's always a wait. Like unless there's a retail round and that has already happened, you're going to pay your money. It's going to take a minimum. I don't know anyone who has faster than six weeks. I don't know anyone. I, I've never gotten it in six weeks. It's always been closer to between eight and twelve. So you're gonna yeah. shoot girl. Sometimes I be buying shit and it show up to the house and I'm like, oh, for me, <laughs> my name is on this. <laughs> Who bought this for me? Let me open and see what's in. Oh <gasps> yay! <laughs> I'm telling you, I be for real, legit surprise and grateful to pass Lisa for the choices she made for me and today. So, that is that is how long <laughs> that's how long it takes for the fabric to come. Um, but I am very mm-hmm. eager, eager I am very eager for the cotton lycra for the reasons you described. Like I that's like my favorite fabric. Um, I have a friend who loves denim and linen. I have a friend who loves ponte. That's her jam. I have a friend who double brush poly is their love language. And for me, it is cotton lycra. There is something about that snap, that recovery that I rep- that I appreciate, and the way that it like helps. Well, I don't say helps, but the way that it supports my body, my lifestyle, mm-hmm. the things I want to do. The fact that I can make a little, you know, wiggle dress out of it or a fast tail girl dress out of it or some leggings or whatever, and then have (laughs) stuff left over for a sports bra or a pair of, you know, boxers for the boys or a pair of undies for myself or whatever. Like it's that, that is one of the most versatile fabrics, I think. So I'm really excited Mm -hmm. for, for this. And so tell us about the offering. Tell us about when we should sign up. How can we sign up? Um, what are the prices? How can we like how can we participate um, in this wonderful thing that's happening? OK, so um, the pre-sale actually started today. It started this morning. OK, and this morning. Um, so the pre-sale started, everybody, on May 9th and this episode is going yes. to drop on May 17th. So today is May 17th. Mm -hmm. A week ago, this dropped. Don't you wish you time traveled so that you could go back in time, but you don't have to because guess what? It's still (laughs) open. So it started on May 9th and it goes until Mm -hmm. May 23rd. May 23rd, y'all. May 23rd. May 23rd, y'all, is this coming uh, let's see. The 23rd. I'm looking at me. I'm trying I'm trying not to panic. So we have like six, we have <laughs> 10 days, 10 days, 13 days. How many days? Yeah. Wait. So yeah. So to, 17. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, six days. Six days. We only have six days. Y'all hurry. Okay. <laughs> I don't want it. I know. Yeah. I know white supremacist capitalism. It gives this false sense of scarcity. And also this is time sensitive. So this is a time sensitive thing you want. If you want this fabric, you have six days to go in and make your choices. And so what can people choose from? How many different prints did you decide to do? Are you planning for a retail round? Uh, what are you thinking? So, um, it's going to
2: be my five most popular prints smart so um yeah so my it's only five prints okay um but they're the ones that people love so of course my black and white mud cloth is in there yes um I have a pink kente that is super pretty and it's like a modern kente it's okay beautiful it's in there so it's 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 you're gonna like something in there okay Okay. <laughs> like you you're going to. um so yeah it's those five prints and, um, so we've got the sale for six days left from today. Um, and you can just get it on my website, which is African dot com slash pre-order.
0: Love it. Love it. So, and when do you expect yeah. the fabrics to arrive? So the pre-order closes is coming. I think it's Sunday. I believe mm-hmm. that the 23rd is coming. So it, the pre-order closes 23rd this coming is Sunday. Tuesday. Oh, my bad. Listen, y'all. Follow your yes, own heart. It. Okay. Govern yourselves <laughs> accordingly, as they say in my church. Govern yourselves accordingly. I'm doing my best to give factual information, <laughs> but my actual calendar is way far farther away than I can see it from this chair and this microphone. So I really don't know <laughs> what the dates are. Uh, but it is there are okay. yes. Oh, that's right. Cause the episode comes out on Wednesday, six days away would be almost a whole week. So before the mm-hmm. next episode, I will want to have my fabric because Today is Wednesday, and in six days, it'll be Tuesday, and that'll be the absolute mm-hmm. last day to get your fabric pre-ordered. If you wait until a week from today and the next episode of the podcast comes out, you have missed your window. Do not miss your window. And, when you... and
2: I am hoping, oh, I was going to say, I am hoping to have some left for retail but I'm doing something new this time. And this is actually a capsule collection. A capsule collection. um, mm -hmm. So usually what I've been doing is when I, once I have a print, that print just stays. Okay. Right. So if I create something new, it just stays and it just builds up the amount of prints that I offer. However, um, one thing that I know my customers have been asking for is more prints. So I'm like, okay. I want to be able to bring newness um, but how can I put this There are some prints that are not popular. They're just not. Yes. And I'm just like I don't want to have a print just for the sake of having a print. Right. So um, I'm go I'm thinking about doing a the concept of capsule collections. So okay. if this collection comes out for summer 2023 Okay. it may not be you know, forever, um oh. so this is the first time I'm testing this out. yes, so the cotton spandex, okay. as much as I would love it to be a permanent
0: product line, it's not not just yet. So, so this is like a diagnostic yes. in some ways. Is this kind of like a diagnostic mm-hmm. trial run, and if the cotton lycra goes well, if the cotton spandex moves well, then perhaps you'd be willing to you know to bring it back on a more regular basis.
2: Yes. And honestly, I'm thinking that it will be. I think mm-hmm. its popularity will be more than even my current base. Wow. So um Yeah, yeah I think that so. Leads me to my...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you said that leads you to where?
2: <sighs> well, there's another project that I'm working on.
0: Of course.
2: <laughs> that can just, is gonna shake up this whole thing. Oh my um, gosh. So the name of my business is African Stretch Fabrics. Yes. I am very transparent with my people, with anybody that asks me something, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Yes. My fabric is not made in Africa. Yes. But that is the goal. Oh, I love that. So, Hmm. So oh I'm trying gosh. to in the next year shift all of my production there. Oh, so it's God. just making the connections, getting everything set up so that the next cotton collection can be from the motherland. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, wow,
0: I love that! Oh my gosh, yeah. that is exciting! And then, and then that's like reinvesting. Mm-hmm back you know all of those resources are being invested for manufacture back into the continent um that's really that's fantastic i'm really excited for that that's a great development good for you i really appreciate that you considering the supply chain as something that every point could be improved or could be made um to be more black, you know, like I just want to, you said, you just want to kind of keep that that going. I love that. That's wonderful. Danielle, I can't believe it. We're at the end of our time. And now I get to ask you the question Mm -hmm. that I ask everybody when I close the, the stitch please podcast episodes, the slogan of the stitch please podcast is that we will help you get your stitch together. Danielle Pierce, proprietor of African stretch fabric. What advice do you have for our listeners to help us get our stitch together?
2: Just do you. That's all I can say. Cause I need to get my stitch together.
0: Yes.
2: And yeah, just don't feel like you have to conform to anything or stick to a certain style. Do whatever makes you feel good. I, I look love good.
0: it. And look <laughs> good. And I, and on that mm-hmm. note, I thank you, Danielle, for bringing us this African stretch fabric so that we can look good and feel good doing it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Stitch, Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week for stories that center black women, girls and femmes in sewing. We invite you to join the black women's stitch Patreon community with giving levels beginning at $5 a month. Your contributions help us bring the stitch please podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together.